This is the Dare to Dream Physician Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Waylee Gray. Hey, you know how many physicians today are feeling overwhelmed and trapped living that busy and unfulfilling life? Yet more than ever, we as physicians are keenly aware that life is precious and tomorrow is not guaranteed to anyone. My mission is to help physicians start living their best life now by discovering and achieving their wildest travel dreams. So come, join us on this journey. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Dare to Dream Physician podcast. I'm so excited this week to bring a guest on. She's very, very special to me. And I don't, it's, it's funny because I've had my podcast for probably like a year and a half now and I haven't had her on, but today's the perfect day. And so I'm so grateful to bring on Dr. Kate Mangona. She is just an extraordinary person. She gave me my first life coaching session. <laughs> yeah, I, I was not really into this self-development, but she's like, okay, well, I'm training to be a coach. And if you want to try it out, let me know. And so I signed up and I remember I walked out of work and I went to the parking lot and on my phone. And then we started talking and I was telling her about all the problems I had in my life and how I was the victim of all the stuff that was happening to me. And she started questioning me and asking me things and I, I thought she was crazy, but that's that's how, how we started. And I actually was in Kate's coaching program later, several months later, for relationships. I'll let her introduce herself, but she's she's just an amazing person. Welcome, Kate. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful to be here, Whaley. And I totally remember that conversation. I think it was like two years ago. You were in the car and your coat it was like cold, and we were talking about, yeah, your boss and and how you felt trapped and maybe you needed to move away and take your family here or there. And, and yeah, I mean, look at what you've done in the past two years. Now you inspire so many people to dare to dream, right. And live life with no limits. So I love that. <laughs> oh, and I can't think of a better guest to bring on the podcast. Speaking of dare to dream and living an incredible life, you and your husband are, are just such powerhouses. And I, I got to know Victor a little bit because he he would have like guest appearances on, on your uh, coaching program. <laughs> but you're such such lovely people. And, and one of these days we are going to meet in person. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, for the audience who don't know you, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and what what you're excited about. Sure. Yeah. So I am a pediatric radiologist at an academic institution. Um, I'm also a physician's wife. My husband's also a, a, a extremely busy physician. I have three daughters, five, three, and one, so very young. And I'm a certified relationship coach and high-performance coach. So I love helping women get unstuck, stop stewing in their anger and defensiveness and stop fighting so much at home with their spouse, maybe their kids, their in-laws, even themselves, and just like open themselves up to be more vulnerable, to be more loving and self-compassionate to themselves, to just feel lighter, right? We often sometimes feel stuck in our own head and our own rumination sometimes, and we just kind of want to feel lighter and find that joy and find that creativity again. And that's kind of what my coaching journey was all about. And that's what I help other women do. And then invest in themselves, invest smarter, not only, you know, financially, but also emotionally and mentally in, in themselves. So 
I love watching the transformation of the women I work with. (laughs) Oh, that's so awesome. And as you're saying this, I realize that the other thing that I should probably mention is when Kay offered her coaching program on relationships, I think it was the first time you launched it. And I mean, you were like full on, like every day you're on Facebook and talked about, you just gave out so many great tips. And one of the things that really drew me, because the, the funny thing was, I'm like, Kate, I'm signing up for this. I don't actually think there's anything wrong with my relationship. Like I'm actually pretty happy <laughs> with my marriage. But that being said, as someone who knows that there's always room for improvement and there's all like, I mean, part of what we do in coaching is we look at like, what are the blind spots? So maybe, maybe I had a blind spot that I didn't know about. So I sort of signed up because the one thing part of your messaging at that time was unconditional love and how that's something that you were working on. And I'm thinking that is not easy for me. So if anything, if I could improve on that, that would, that would be worth it. So I sort of signed up, not necessarily like with a pain point, um, but with, but just really drawn to who you are as a person. And also I had come a long way from when I got my first coaching session ever in my life, which who happened, you happened to be that coach and me thinking, why is she asking me these questions? What was it? Do you remember what it was that like I was asking you that you were so skeptical about? Oh, you're, um, at that point, I thought everything that was wrong with my life was related to people at work and specifically one leader at work and Mm. and you're like well what do you think is your relationship with that person and I'm like why would I want to have a relationship with that person that person is the reason why my life is miserable and which Mm. after a while I did come around and realize absolutely not this is this is all about me and how I am looking at things and and actually the power that I was attributing to this person that really didn't hold that power. And I mean, I I did. It's funny because I thought you were outrageous in asking those questions when we had met. And then probably six months or a year later, probably less than that, I went to work and I'm like, Oh, yeah, Kate was right. <laughs> like this, this person doesn't have all the power over me. And I'm responsible for my own professional and personal fulfillment and life is really okay. And so the funny thing was the circumstances didn't really change all that much. But it was really just the way I, I looked at it. It's amazing, right? So powerful. And then, I mean, to come from that place where I remember it was like reading sleep studies, like how many sleep studies can I read? Or like there was a pile, it was like never ending. And then now you do a podcast, you do so much more than just read. <laughs> I mean, sleep, reading sleep studies is very important too, but it was like there was no time for anything else. Mm. And you have found, you've opened up so much time in your life to create the joy that you want. Yeah. And I have to say, I mean, that's a constant work in progress, which I'm sure you understand as a mom of of young kids. But the really interesting thing is even when I am working hard or when I'm coming home late, it's it's just like how I show up even, even when I'm really tired and overworked and have a lot of work to catch up on. I just, I have a different attitude. And so I think that is the importance of that transformation through coaching. And I also did life planning, all of those things. It's like, once we figure out our why and claim the power that we are in control of our destiny, we decide to be where we are. Absolutely. (laughs) So 
There's so many things I want to ask about you, but the the theme of my podcast is daring to dream and and really figuring out what's the life that we really want to live. Because even if we're in our 30s or 40s or 50s, we don't know when the day that we're going to die. Like we we hope that it's right. going to be 90 or 100, but we we know that even that like we don't have infinite amount of time in our life, and so every day is important. And so let's not waste our time. Let's really live the life that we want and. I just would love to hear more about that from you because I feel like you're just such a, a wonderful example of, of that for the physician community. Okay. So I have defined my top values in life as love and connection. And it's not something I would just woke up and like, oh, that's the, uh, that's my high value. It's taken a while to realize that. I, I had to realize like the patterns, the themes in my life, when I get upset, when I'm, when I'm happy, when I'm finding joy. And I found that when I really feel connected and love, like when I'm feeling loving with whoever I'm with, either my spouse, my kids, my parents, my in-laws, or even the people I work with, like even the, the residents or the fellows who I don't even know that well, but I'm able to connect with them that day or the patients that I, that I also, I don't know that well, because as a pediatric radiologist, I may see them one time for a procedure. But if I can feel that, and I'm very empathetic. So if I feel that sense of love and just that one encounter, it makes, I mean, it just lights my whole day up. Now, do I always feel that? No. I mean, I feel angry and frustrated and upset just as much as every, any, anybody else. You feel all the, what you label as negative with the positive emotions, right? Your, your seven core feelings. But when I do feel them, I take up, I, I'm now, I, I pause and I label them. And then I figure out if I want to believe the, the story I'm telling myself or where it's coming from. You usually, and it's usually a belief that I'm holding that's not necessarily true, but I'm frustrated because uh, the secretary, the admin won't, won't just get the information I want from the provider, the clinician who's calling the physician or whoever it may be to calling like, this is the information I want when they call or I will, I can't read that study. I can't just call them back. I won't just do X, Y, and Z. Like uh, I'm not a, what do you like a, a puppet? <laughs> I want, mm. so, so I do get frustrated and angry. And, and when I step back and I realize, okay, what it is, what, what is the actual goal we're all trying to achieve here? Like we're here for this, patient for this five-year-old to achieve this at the end of the day. And then same thing at home. Like, what is it my goal with my, my husband and I may argue about a specific way to parent, like a specific way to talk to our child about a certain subject, or even how we talk to each other in front of our kids. But what's the goal is we want like children who are highly successful in their own terms, like in their own definition in life, not necessarily successful the way we see it with like A pluses or get into a certain college. And, and so that's, and, and then the benefit of the doubt, something when you were asking me that question, like that always pops up, like the unconditional love that comes into love and connection, because in order to feel loving and to realize that you're not always going to feel it, but that's like your goal you have to throw in that unconditional part. Mm. And so like, regardless of what they're doing and what they're saying to you, can you still find the love for them? And that's where I like to bring in the term benefit of the doubt. Can you just give them or can you just give yourself the benefit of the doubt? Like you're, you don't have vengeance. You don't have, you're not doing, they're not doing that to be deceitful. They're not doing it to be hateful. That 
may just be how they are. They may just be how they see the world. So I know I'm talking general instead of specific. And I think that's how Victor and I are able to do so much together. We're able to have all of our rental properties and like constantly be juggling lots of things. Like right before I hopped on this call with you, Ailey, I was five minutes late because one of my housekeepers is calling me that the water was shut off at one of our rental properties. So she can't even clean it. We've got people who need to move in today. And my husband's like calling me like, oh my gosh, I may have not set the water bill to automatically <laughs> renew, pay that. And, and so like we're having our housekeeper open the bills in the mail to figure out what's going on because she's at the house. We're both at work and or she's at that particular house. We're at different places. And instead of me getting angry or upset at him, like we would have easily done, I'm telling you at the beginning of a relationship where we, we were constantly, when we still do, but more so than blame each other. We've done a ton of work. I've done a ton of work. So when things happen, I don't automatically blame him because we do that so often with the people that are closest to us, our moms, our kids, our, our spouses, we just blame them. Like something goes wrong. And, and, and it's because it's like, well, no, but it's obvious it was their fault. Like it's obvious, like, and this is why, but okay. So what, like, then what? So it's their fault, but what good is it when you point that out and basically rub their nose in it? That's not helpful. There's something called the the SP ratio, the solution, the solution to problem ratio. And I believe it, it can, you can apply it to your relationship, to your job, to any tor- type of committee or obstacle you're working towards. You only want to spend 5% of your time on the problem. Okay. You identify the problem. That's it. Like if you've got an hour, you spend five minutes talking about the problem. So what was the problem in, in our one minute conversation or two minutes I had on the phone earlier with my housekeeper and my husband, we, the problem is we have no water <laughs> and, and that per- perhaps we didn't pay the bill on time. Okay. So solution, what are we going to do next? Right? So the solution is I'm not going to blame Victor for doing it. Like he's going to ask the housekeeper to open the, the all the mail in the mailbox and figure out what we need to call. Like, so the same thing with our kids. So, I mean, I could go on and on, but there, I have been to so many coaching sessions just to talk about other ways to think about my relationship and my conversations with my husband, because he is the closest person in my life, or even just how I parent my oldest daughter, who happens to be challenging for me because she is just like her father. And she is just like me and all the most stubborn, persistent, just like know what need to do it herself kind of ways. And I could, I could go on Whaley. What, what, what part of this do you want to know more about? I know, I know like I've talked about real estate. I do coaching. He does syndications and like, we do all that yet. We also dedicate, we, we also have boundaries. Okay. That's the other key I want to talk about. When I, when we dare to dream about what we want to create, right. And we have boundaries. So mine are, I'm not going to usually plan much with friends that can be avoided or work on the weekends. I mean, specifically, of course, I have to take weekend call occasionally or occasionally a friend might have a a birthday tea, a tea on on a weekend. But I'm not going to say, hey, let's all get together on a Saturday night, all my girlfriends. I'm just never going to volunteer that because Saturday nights are the nights that Victor and I hang out without kids without talking about work endlessly. And if I bring stuff up, Victor will remind me, hey, I'm not, we're not talking about that tonight. That is our time. And without that dedicated time once a week, it's so easy for us to just 
survive, right? Without allowing us to have that space where it's just love and connection. So that that is super key. And then and then dedicating usually Sunday and Saturday and Sunday mornings with the kids. I've got three kids. And I have a 45-hour-a-week nanny who works a ton and a babysitter who comes every Saturday. But I've decided the quality time I'm going to spend with my kids. I could go on, Waylee. <laughs> yeah, no, this is all so good. And and there there is so much about your life that probably we can't squeeze in in, in the time that we have. But my, I think when, when I first met you and Victor, I was just really impressed. I mean, you guys are both very busy doctors. Victor, especially, I think he's in private practice as a radiology oncologist, and you're a pediatric radiologist in a different institution. And uh, it's just, I mean, you guys have a very busy life and you have young kids. (laughs) And then a year ago, you, you had your third daughter. So let's backtrack a little bit. So not only do you have two busy jobs as physicians, you guys have been real estate investors. And, and, and that is a very, I mean, you were at one point (laughs) renting out your own house as an Airbnb. So like you would pack up everything. And I'm like, how does she do that with young children? (laughs) And I think a dog and um, every, every week and do that. But, but you were doing that because for financial freedom, right? That's one of your family's core values is to, I guess, I know you're not doing this in the in the fashion that Dave Ramsey is, but basically live like no one else now so <laughs> right. that in the future you can live like no right. one else. Yeah. And honestly, it was all experiment. Like it's all an experiment. Nothing about this was like, this is the path for financial freedom. It's just like an experiment. This is this. That's what we found to work. We found our house to be extremely coveted. We knew, I know, and as buying our house, we we didn't buy it as like a forever home. We didn't buy it as, oh yes, we're going to grow up and make cookies in this kitchen every single year. Like we bought it because we knew it was a really safe, smart investment. And when, when Victor decided to randomly put it up on Airbnb and all of a sudden we were getting all these requests from like NFL football players and Dallas socialites were like, okay, well, this is a reason to move into a hotel for this weekend, or this <laughs> is a reason to rent, rent a law from our coworker for six weeks. You know, and then eventually, yes, we did rent an apartment full term, a long term, and we're still moving in and out. And we had a personal assistant help us move in and out every week. Why? I don't know, because we're a little crazy. It was a fun, adventurous, and we wanted both the high rise apartment and the small neighborhood, I mean, the quiet neighborhood house experience. And then over time, we just realized, okay, over time, meaning like six years, we've done that with like three different houses. But then we we finally settled in, in our house. What, I mean, when I say finally, finally actually doesn't mean this (laughs) forever. It could be like for the next couple months. So who knows? You never really know. But you're not Uh, currently renting out your house and having to vacate (laughs) on the weekends. Our current house situation, we have three rental houses in Dallas. Our current house, just us, just we live in. And, And that's how I would like to keep it for a little bit. But you know what? If Victor has some inspiration that I don't know about and something he's like, oh, we're gonna put like, okay, I would totally be game for it. But I will tell you in our current setup, we'd have to be changing a lot of things. Like in our other houses, we had one closet where we'd keep things that were easy to lock up. In our current house, we'd have to shuffle some things around. 
And for a lot of people, that's like overwhelming. Like, oh, well, that would like, I don't know how I'd do that. Yeah, I know how we do it. Like we'd employ a couple of people. We do it in one weekend and it would be a big ordeal with some drama, some yelling, some frustration, some like, ah, and then we get through it. And then at the end, I'd be able to tell you this amazing, incredible journey, <laughs> how we have this, this great team and we pulled through and, and made a ton of money at the, at, at the end for all of our efforts. And helped another family who needed a place to stay right in this neighborhood, which is also brings me joy. Um, because in two of our houses right now, or in a very nice parts of town and the family who's the families who typically stay there, stay there because they want to stay in the neighborhood. They like, I'll tell you that right now, the family who's staying in our house, one of our houses, they got all their pipes burst. And so this was, we had snow begin in two two winters ago. Okay. Two winters ago, people are still having backlashes from those pipes because the pipes were not, if they didn't burst then they're bursting now because they were weakened during that storm and flooding people's houses, black mold. People are always finding black mold. So, and she is so thankful to be a couple blocks away from her house in the same neighborhood with her. I think it's, she has two or three kids. They've I've got a baby grand piano too there. So now they can start taking the piano lessons they've been wanting to do. And and just and just be next to the schools. Like they are so thankful. And I will tell you, these tenants we have too in this neighborhood are amazing because they have dealt with their own house drama. They know they know when the security system is going berserk because it's like end of life after it's only been in life for seven years go figure, you know, that it's not our fault. We didn't intentionally do this. So they're like, oh, okay, yes, you can send some people over to evaluate it and then replace the whole system as soon as they can, right? Like they're understanding. And that just feels so comforting, right? That that we can attract those types of people to help and to be in our lives and mm-hmm. remind us of the type of people we want to be or like if we would we would like to be if things go wrong, if we live in somebody else's space or are visiting. So yeah. You know what I, I always love about when you share parts of your story and your journey? I think it's just so, I see this attitude that you have, which is like, yeah, I'll try anything. I mean, I think sort of, you didn't say it exactly these words, but what I get is like, I'll try anything at least once. And if if my husband comes up with this crazy idea, okay, I'll, I'll try it at least once, see how that goes. And it might be absolutely crazy. And there may be some drama involved in executing it. But at the end, when it gets done, you, you celebrate that. And I think that that's such a, I mean, that attitude is, is such a great way. I mean, speaking of relationships and marriages, I mean, I think that is, that just makes relationships fun because you're, it's like, I wouldn't do this if I was on my own, <laughs> but I'm going to go with that crazy yeah. idea. <laughs> Definitely not, Whaley. And that's like, that's a key element here is, yeah, I wouldn't be able to do this if I was on my own. And would Victor, well, he wouldn't have this family, right? If he was on his own. And, but like when we're together, we can do so much harder things and we enjoy, it's like, we enjoy those hard things. And hard things can be really scary. And for me, I have a really hard time doing hard things on my own, but with him, it is so easy. And, and then when I get mad and want to blame him about things that go wrong, I just constantly remind myself like, Hey, I could have put my foot down. Like I don't have to be on board here. Right. And the other thing is I have three beautiful girls. We have three beautiful girls together and a dog who go with us wherever we go. We're not living states apart because he has to 
work in one job and I work in another. I'm just happy that we our our family is whole. Mm-hmm. And so wherever wherever we go, we have each other. Like we could live in the most beautiful house or in, in, in Hawaii. Maybe we'll live in Hawaii someday or Barcelona. But I could still be unhappy or stewing or angry, right? Like that's not even though I love beautiful things, I love a nice Chanel. At the end of the day, if I don't have the love and connection with my family members, I'm not happy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love how you pick that out as these are the most important things to me, which is love and connection. And then kind of working backwards from that, like if I want to feel love and connection in my daily life, especially with the people who are most important to me, what what needs to happen? What do I need to do? And I think I was really captivated by that. And that was part of the reason why I signed up. And now it's coming back to me that the name of your coaching program when when I signed up was called Medicine and Marriage or Ma- Marriage and Medicine. And it was so funny because those were the two things that I wasn't all that stressed about. But, <laughs> but because of what, what you said about this unconditional love, I'm like, hmm, wow, that's like a really... If I could have that, like that would be, that would be worth the, the work that I put into coaching. I mean, honestly, most, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I, I've like who, which human we can name on like one hand, which humans embody unconditional love. It's like, it's a place that we rarely is achieved, I feel like, but we can constantly work on it. Right. And yeah. so like the more and more and more, the closer we can get to it. But I'm just trying to think who who are those people, right? Like Mother Teresa, Mahatma Gandhi, who you who you'd label as like unconditional love type type people. Very, very rare gems. Mm-hmm. But we can work on it. We can we can why not? Why not Wei Lee? Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, and I think I always appreciated that about you is you're always very real and you kind of share like, this is where I wanted to pull my hair out and yell yeah. at everybody around me. And yet this is what I'm striving towards. And so that makes it very real because I certainly identify with that. I am more of the, (laughs) certainly by nature, I am not a Mother Teresa. So, (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes, most of us are not. That was part one of a two-part interview with Dr. Kate Mangona. I just love talking with Kate and um, I can't wait to share next week's episode with you. Stay tuned. Until next time. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that episode, please share it with a friend and go on your favorite podcast app to give us a five-star rating and a review. It really helps us to get the word out there. Also, I am really excited to announce I've started a online Facebook community for physicians. Go and search for Dare to Dream Physician Travel. That's the name of the Facebook group. If you have trouble finding us, the link is also in the show notes. I hope to see you on the inside.